Hello, listeners. Welcome to Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and in the studio today for podcast number three, I have um, GSM pastor, youth pastor, Grace Student Ministries pastor, Ray Brauner, and I have Grace Kids children's pastor, Pastor Jeff Carr. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thanks glad for to be us. here. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come over and to talk to us. So I am going to start with Pastor Ray today. Um, we're going to go back and forth and talk a little bit about these two guys and their ministries. If you don't have children or students in those areas of ministry, you may not know all the wonderful things that are going on there. And so I kind of want to highlight some of that for you guys today. So, Ray, let's just start off um, with personal stuff, not super personal. Don't don't get good, scared. Good. Um, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about your family for listeners that may not know and maybe what you do in your free time? Yes. So, uh, I have been married to my precious wife for 18 years now. Wow. Uh, yeah. Is she, she going to tell me that that's the wrong number later? Or I you hope think? not. I think that's right. <laughs> um we were married in 2002, so uh, yeah, I should, that should be close. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah. the math adds up. Yeah, uh, and we have three children: uh, Carson, who is a senior, uh, and we have we have, we have uh, Jansen, um, who is a sophomore, and Isaac, who just started kindergarten. Yeah, and uh, we live in Mount Pleasant, and. Uh, yeah. 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 That's our. That's so, what is it odd having your own children in your ministry? Um, in a different kind of way, yes. Uh, it makes me more aware, uh, of, of what, of who I pick for, like, mm-hmm. volunteers mm-hmm. or who I pick for games or who I pick for illustrations. Yeah. The uh, pastor's kids I, never get picked. Like, well, I mean, when I taught Sunday school, Ava would always be like, Mom, why don't you pick me? And yeah. I'd be, well, because I don't want them to think well, I'm playing favorites. That is also <laughs> true with my kids. Uh, however, they never volunteer. Oh, well, there uh, you go. So, uh, I, guess, I guess the, the biggest, uh, to, to answer your question, the most odd part about it is, unfortunately... Um, a lot of times my kids are included in sermon illustrations I use. Yes. So uh, their friends know. Yes. Um, and I try my best to stay away from that. <laughs> uh, and also my kids hear a lot of stories about dad that they didn't know. Right. Like that, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, stories about like going into debt and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah. But you're a real person and you can tell them how, right. how God yep. saw you through all of that. Yep. So I love it. Um, well, tell me what you do in your free time or like what hobbies you might have. Well, um, I love technology. Uh, so I'm not a gamer. Uh, don't play video games at all, but uh, I do love like RC trucks, RC cars, uh, RC airplanes, fl- flying, those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Um, in January, I started working out, uh, and that's become a hobby slash um, personal time, sure. Uh, for me, every morning, uh, so I spend an, about an hour a day doing that now. Um, like to read, love being outside. Uh, yeah, good. That's good. Awesome. 
some of our listeners may already know some of those things about you, but I've also heard you say a few times that you're a sneaker. You have like a huh. sneaker obsession. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sneakerhead. Okay. Uh, so I didn't you know looking that was for a that term? term? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. was a term, but I've heard you so say that. So I do love shoes. Um, I love ugly shoes. Uh, all shoes matter. Uh, 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 but uh anyway yeah so uh, tiff my wife accuses me of uh buying a pair a month okay this is not true okay uh i have proof i have proof that i do not buy one pair of shoes per month so it's two a month no i just buy them two at a time there you go there you go well it's buy one get one half off if you go to the right place so yes yes um but i uh I actually still have shoes that I wear uh, pretty pretty often that are 15 years old. Wow. Uh, so uh, I like them. I don't like just to buy them, but I like to take care of them. That okay. makes sense. Like my shoes. It are, doesn't personally make sense to yeah. me, <laughs> but yeah. somebody who's into sneakers, I'm sure it makes I'm sorry. sense too. <laughs> I've got actually right now. I have a pair of sneakers uh, sitting outside here. Uh, of the studio in the sun drying. Oh, okay. Um, they just needed a day to be pampered. Okay, uh, I got you. So I washed them. <laughs> I washed them last night, and I'm letting them just spend the day in the sun. Okay, all right. Uh, and so, hopefully they'll dry. Yeah, and uh, they'll feel better afterwards. They will. They will. They will. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Dump would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Dev, can you tell me a little bit about your family? That was the end of the question? That was okay. the end of the question. Sure. Um, yeah, so I am married to my beautiful wife, Sam. We've been married uh, three years now, uh, 17. So, yep, three years. Uh, we met at Trevecca, um, but it was a scholarship interview day. It wasn't actually first day of classes or anything of that. Mm-hmm. So she ended up going to a different school in Chattanooga. Just happened to stay in touch, and it all worked out. Um but, yeah, we've been married three years. We have two uh, rescue puppies that we love, and she is two little bunnies she adopted, and that's uh, that's our family now. Okay. What are the puppies' names? Uh, Jax and Tucker. So both boys? Yes, yes. And do they sleep in the bed with you? <laughs> they want to, but with a queen, we've decided that 65 pounds of yes. Tucker laying on top of us and then Jax trying to sneak in. Sure. A uh, little much, so uh, sometimes they'll sneak in throughout the night, but yeah. usually we like them in their beds. Yeah, so we have two boy dogs, and one of ours is 80 pounds, and the other one is just a puppy, and he is almost 40 pounds, and they both sleep in our queen-size bed with BJ and I. Love it. We're considering getting a king so that way they can. Just for the dogs. Just for the dogs <laughs> so they can't fit. You know, our kids come in. We're like, no, 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 you won't fit. Go back to your bed. But the dogs can come in the bed. So I love it. That's the type of dog people we are. I know some people find that odd, but that's who we are. That's who we are. All right. Um, can you tell me what you do in your free time or what some of your hobbies are? So uh, one of my favorite hobbies, I'm a kid at heart. That's kind of why this job works out for me. Yeah, sure. But uh, Lego collecting. It's one of my favorite things. Um, people look at me weird for that, but they're worth a lot of money. So it, they actually increase in value more than gold, quicker than gold. Really? So if anyone looks at me weird, I tell them that. Um, the wife doesn't like it too much. She gives me a closet 
our, our first apartment, I had a closet that I could display them in. So if she had friends over, we could shut the door and no one would see anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they've slowly moved from that to in boxes in the closet at the place we're at now. So, uh, yeah, she proves a little bit. But so do you build like what you buy, like yes. specifically like, and then you just tear them apart and throw them in a tub or what happens after that? Well, if I, if they come out of the box, then they, they're built according to the instructions and put on a shelf, uh, until they need to go into a box cause they're being replaced by something else or the wife doesn't like it. Okay. In front of the TV. Do you, do you keep the instructions with the Legos? I'm just yes. wondering. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> It helps with resale value, but then on top of that, if something were to happen, I have proof that I owned this set for insurance or whatever. Okay, I got you. So you're serious about the Legos. Okay, so I have a tub at my house where they're all just dumped in the tub. (laughs) Would that drive you crazy, or you don't care because they're not yours? I mean, they're not mine, and you have to have some set aside to just play with. I have some in my office that are just, it's just a tub. Just to have fun with. But there's some that are, some of the minifigures are worth $80, $90, $100. So those sets stay nice and pristine together. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is I should stop throwing random Legos away that I find all over my house. Probably, yes. Because <laughs> that's like throwing away money at this point. I've got a question. Okay. <laughs> does it decrease the value if a Lego has been digested by a dog? Yes. <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, okay. does it come out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay and fine? Yeah. I mean, if you clean yeah. it, then... Oh, okay. You would have to clean it first, yeah. just in case you didn't know. <laughs> All right, any other hobbies other than Legos? Uh, I mean, the wife and I would like to go kayaking, hikes when the weather's nice. Um, I'm a gamer. I built my own gaming PC, so that was fun. Um, wow. I watch movies, unlike Pastor Ray, so uh, Star Wars is one of my favorites. <coughs> so, Ray, you don't, you don't, you've never seen Star Wars? I've never, so I'm probably one of the few youth pastors on this earth that has never seen mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another movie series too that just I've, one I've never seen. Yeah. So you love uh, Star Wars? Oh yes. We're going to Disney in a week, and I'm building my own lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And gonna fly the Millennium Falcon, all the fun things. Yeah. Have you ever been to Disney? Because we could talk about that. Well, I've been while. to Disneyland in California because we grew up about ten hours from sure. there. Um, Disney World, I've had a day and we knocked out three parks in one day. So I don't think I've really actually been there. Yeah, right. You were very, yeah, we love Disney. You'll have a great time. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, okay. So any other hobbies you want to tell me about? I think that's about it. And you did not grow up here. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Reno, Nevada, not Nevada. Oh, we're, I've Nevada. been saying it wrong my whole it's life. Okay. I forgive you. <laughs> Grace of God is sufficient for you. That's right, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, grew up in Reno, Nevada, um, and then came to Trevecca. We moved back there, actually, after we graduated. Okay. Um, and then decided we liked it better here, so we came back this way. Okay. What do you like better about here? Is it just close to family, or you actually like the climate better, the green grass? I mean, what is it? So, even though it's the same country, it's weird because the culture is just so drastically different um, from the West Coast to the Bible Belt especially when you consider the fact that Nevada was founded as a state on the basis of legalized divorce. Oh, really? So people would move to Nevada, stay long enough to become a resident so they could divorce, but then they ended up liking it, and so they stuck around. So that has really shaped and defined the culture of Nevada as a whole, plus legalized gambling. And so it's just not a very 
healthy spiritual place. Interesting. I did not know that about there. So awesome. I learned something today. There you go. Never knew that about Nevada. Uh, Nevada, Nevada. Which way? Wait, now I'm confused. Which way did we say it? <laughs> Nevada. Nevada. Yep. <laughs> I'll never get it right. All right. Well, now that we know a little bit more personal stuff about you guys, let's talk about your ministries. Ray, can you tell us a little bit about what your ministry is here? We call it GSM, but what that stands for and kind of what it encompasses. GSM does not stand for Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, it stands for Gray Student Ministries. Uh, I have seen stickers on cars that GSM, and I'm like, whoa, they know about us. And it's like, uh, and of course, we're the only Grace Church in the United States of America. Sure, right. So we're I mean, probably only... the only Gray Student Ministries. Um, but no, Gray Student Ministries uh, is ministry here at Grace Church of the Nazarene that um, is specifically for sixth graders through seniors. Um, or 12th graders. Yeah. And um, so we bring them in, and as, as sixth graders, they've been raised up by Grace Kids, and, and they come in, and a and, uh, little bit about what we do on uh, Sundays, first, first service, 9-15 hour, we have uh, Sunday school. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have Sunday school because Sunday's cool. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, dad joke there. Um, anyway, so uh, we have some great, great, great Sunday school teachers that have been there for years. Um, and they actually love they actually love hanging out with teenagers. Yes, they do. They do. They show up early. They leave late. They they show up at ball games and and. Uh, piano recitals and all yeah. that all that fun stuff and, and support our students. But uh, Sunday mornings, our students are split. Uh, high school meets all together. Okay. Uh, males, females, uh, middle school, we split them up. Um, and for obvious reasons, uh, it just works better for middle school to be split up uh, for Sunday school. And, uh, and then we strongly encourage them to go to uh, what we call big church. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> which is our main service. Uh, her, we encourage them to go to second service, uh, and I could do a whole other podcast episode on the reason why we think that's okay. important. Well, we may write that down because we may need a future. Yeah. A future yeah. podcast episode uh, about that. Yeah. So I won't go into a lot of that because we'll go over our time. But um, and then so on Wednesday nights uh, we offer. What we call it, it doesn't really have a name. So it's GSM Wednesday, um, but it is very similar to a Sunday morning uh, worship service. Uh, only we have a game, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, but what, I mean that's we, fun, right? Right? <laughs> like it, we, yeah. Maybe we should have games in adult services. <laughs> Let's try that. <laughs> I'm that not in charge. Awesome. I, I don't work games? here. I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna pick the game. Crowd charades for the win. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so, so we just hang out, play ping pong. Uh, I'm super happy, uh, proud of our students, yeah. uh, that they like ping pong. Yeah. Um, for many other reasons, but, uh, yeah, we get bought a ping pong table about a year ago. And so that's become a big hit, uh, literally. And, uh, so we, we do that and then we have a student led praise and worship team. Well, that's kind of what I wanted you to mention yes. because one of the important things that I know, that keeps children or I guess teenagers interested 
in going to church and is actually getting to be involved in ministry. And so I love this aspect that you that you involve them in not just coming and hearing worship, but you actually have teens leading the worship service. Yes, and and honestly, we have a, a very large amount of our students um, that are student leaders mm-hmm. that not only like right. lead worship, but we have them all the way down to the someone who is responsible to greet people when they come in and make sure that sure everybody gets spoken to and yeah and take out the trash like there's all kind of things but yeah uh, that we have student leaders for but our praise our praise band I can honestly say is all students uh, all kids that are grades six through twelve uh, we have a, a rotation of of you know students who come up and lead worship about once every six weeks uh, but we do have that core group of people drums like the whole all right. instruments and and vocals uh, that lead worship and then uh, we also take up an offering on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and, uh, and that that uh, we let our students choose what we do with that like as far as where we give it and so we give it to different ministries throughout our community uh, we do one we do four and just do one each week uh, and then I get up and and uh, talk about something relevant to what students are going through. Uh, so you give like a message? Uh, basically, yeah. I, I hate to say preach a sermon, but essentially that's what it is. Right. Uh, and then after that, uh, our students break out into small groups. And uh, we have, on Wednesday nights, we have about uh, 10 adults mm-hmm. or so. Yep. And they all lead a small group. And that's really where the the meat of the message happens. So uh, can you tell me what is the important part of students being in small group? And it'll probably be a lot of the same for Jeff to answer. So either one of you can chime in. On yeah. This. So, so small groups are, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I grew, I grew up in a small church and I can mm-hmm. remember the, the pastor getting up uh, to the pulpit and saying, Hey, is there any prayer requests? And everybody raises their hand and, and, uh, you know, he goes it, during church, yeah. during worship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and with a, not, not that we're a huge church, but a larger church, we'll, we'll have say 80 students on a Wednesday night right. and we break that, that those out into groups of eight. Um, they are able to talk more about, especially like personal things that are going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, relationships are built with small group leaders uh, that can't be built in a large gathering. Right. Um, and so when they when they go to small group, it's, it is a, except for a few things, what's said in here stays in here. Right. So it's a uh, lot like what adults would experience. Right. Like you can actually get to know people and people can actually get to know you. Right. In that sort of setting. Well, and it's cool too because uh, – Two Wednesdays ago, I had a couple girls decide to be baptized, and so they came and talked to me after mm-hmm. after the message and told me. And of course, I was super excited for them, and right. and uh, I got to take them to their small group, and like the small group had already started, and I guess they just thought these girls were skipping out. But I was like, uh-huh. opened the door and like, let me tell you what these two girls just decided, and they celebrated. They celebrated together. Yeah, that's so awesome. I like that. It's like mini family kind of. No, yeah. So you but, guys meet for small group too, though. We don't y'all doesn't Grace Kids break into small groups at we this sure time? Sure do. Yep. Yeah. And it's adult led. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got some great leaders. Yeah. Some that have been there longer than I have. 
Well, that's not hard. And they and they love kids. Yes, um, <laughs> most of them. I think most of them. <laughs> it depends on the day and the amount of coffee they've had. No, that's right. That's right. But here's what I love, just from a parent perspective, about small groups for my kids. It's that I know there is an adult in their life that is telling them the same sorts of things as it relates to God and the Bible and what's right and what's wrong that I'm saying at home. Because especially with a middle schooler, I feel like my voice and what I think doesn't matter as much anymore. And so they're going to listen to somebody else much more than they're going to listen to me. And so I, I love that the church has come alongside me as a parent and has strategically put other adults that I trust in their lives that are speaking truth. And if, if there were a problem that they couldn't talk to mom about, I know that they could go to one of their leaders. So anyways, I appreciate that as a parent. Um, all right. So Jeff, tell me about your ministry. So uh, we meet on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, very similar to what Ray does, uh, except uh, we don't send them to big church uh, that's one difference. They're a little too young for that at this point. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday mornings when you come in, uh, we'll split them uh, depending on their age. So we have a room for the twos. We have a room for the preschoolers and the kindergartners. And then first through fifth, uh, we all meet in the large sanctuary together. Um, we'll play some games. We'll worship together. Um, have a small group time afterwards. Um, and then uh, Wednesday nights, it can really vary. Um, I might do quizzing on Wednesday nights. Uh, we might start a Christmas musical, mm-hmm, which is starting mm-hmm. this next week. We're yes. super excited about that. Uh, the almost canceled Christmas. Yeah. Super excited. That goes with 2020 so well, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> That's why we picked it. That's why we picked it. It's still possible for that to be true. So it um, sure is. when you have children's church, d- preschoolers come over for the worship portion and then go back to their classrooms? Sometimes. Um, it really depends. We're looking at a couple different curriculums right now. Some of them were on the same page learning the same thing. Mm-hmm. Some of them were not. So we're kind of having to shuffle the idea back and forth. But typically that's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because it's the whole idea of transitioning as you get older, like in the same way that the preschoolers are learning in small snippets, what it's like to sit in children's church. And then as they transition from fifth to sixth grade, they start to kind of get involved a little bit with youth group. And then youth groups get them ready to be adults serving in the church because they're taking on worship responsibilities and jobs within the church. So I just love how it seamlessly seems to flow um, that way. So, um, so here's a question that I get a lot from adults. If they want to take a Sunday school class or they want to serve on Sunday mornings, can their kids stay for two services? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. We have stuff for them, both first and second service. First service is our typical, like, lesson. Uh, second service, we try to lean more towards the small group side of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll break out K, first and second grade, and then third through fifth grade. Uh, Jackie Heichelbeck will actually take our third, fourth, and fifth graders into service, the big church, for uh, some time of worship, part of that seamless integration. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she'll come back. She has a Awesome preteen lesson for them. Um, but yes, absolutely. If you would like to stay for two services, we have opportunities for your kids yeah. to, lo- to learn and to grow. Right. Not free babysitting. Like you no. actually need to be doing something in the church. <laughs> but but it's not the same exact thing that they're getting both services. Exactly. They're actually getting Always different something stuff. different. We want to keep them entertained. Yeah. Because um, having kids that aren't entertained isn't very enjoyable. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So I want to talk real quick because you brought up Jackie Heichelbeck and she is one of the ways that you guys kind of transition them from children's ministry into grace student ministry. She just happens to be who you brought up. But since she teaches third, fourth and fifth graders, she's also a small group leader and helper and all of that stuff in youth ministry. So those kids that have been in children's ministry are going to youth ministry and there's a familiar face and someone that they know there. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other ways that you guys try to work together when kids are ready to make that transition from children's church over to um, Grace Student Ministries youth group? Well, I'll just speak a little bit to uh, something Jeff said about Jackie bringing those uh, kids over for for Mm -hmm. second service. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, that started a, few years ago I guess sure um but that that is a huge deal um I mean it's a big deal to me but it's even a bigger deal to those those kids they don't realize it right now Mm -hmm. uh but just that they're just in for a short time uh in in worship and it also gives me an opportunity especially back when we were able to shake hands right uh, right uh to to start seeing them and interacting right. with them a little bit and it's not just for a one day deal uh mm-hmm. we we also would like to do that we haven't been able to this year or we weren't able to this year because of um 2020 <laughs> uh hashtag covid but um it allows me to start interacting with them shake a hand say hey i'm pastor ray we're glad you're here so uh, you're not the stranger when they start, get to sixth yeah. grade. Like, who is this guy that suddenly... Start building, <laughs> start, you know, getting other names. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Jeff, is there anything that you can think of that you guys do? I know I know you haven't been here that long, but that you know of that you try to transition um, the kids from student, from children's to great student ministries. I mean, other than, the la- other than that, I don't think we've really talked about anything. Well, we, we uh, and this is not necessarily a intentional thing for tra- uh, for transitioning, but uh, we've discussed and have done in the past a family night mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at, like, a local facility here in Columbia, uh, and it's honestly a night where we can go out and play dodgeball and, and – uh, and it's for those students that are about to move up. It's for families. Mm-hmm. So it's for anybody that goes. Okay, okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, it's for anybody that goes to <clears throat> church here. But it is it is a time where we allow um, our students and kids to be together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like intermingled, so they, they're able to start yeah. uh, doing that. So it's and good then, to have those things kind of in the mix right. uh, beforehand, similar to – kids coming to worship right yeah so uh, and then um the students start coming fifth grade summer is that right they go ahead and start coming to some things when they're going when the the summer before their sixth grade year yeah 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 they they used to back in the day they would wait uh until Mm -hmm. you know uh school started and then uh we realized that uh it was uh, more beneficial to have them come in at the beginning. The the more time we have to build those relationships uh, throughout the summer um, before Deeper Weekend, which mm-hmm. uh, I can go into Deeper Weekend if you want me to, but uh, Deeper Weekend is a huge... It's uh, kind of like the kickoff for the yeah, year, right? Yeah, and it's a deep, uh, hence the name, yeah. um, uh, spiritual, lots of, lots of worship, 
uh, and we have had kids come to that and, for lack of better terms, be a little bit afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just because the music's louder and it's, it's different. darker it's different. and it's like, yeah. Uh, so being able to uh, introduce them in the summer. This summer we did a thing called Summer Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on Wednesdays in the summer and we literally just hung out. Right. So it's uh, a good time for them to kind of right. get to know who they're about to start hanging out with and also the leaders and you yeah. and all of that. So, so for example, uh, we had a student, uh, actually David Baker, who's our board secretary, came up uh, to me night one of summer nights, and he has Gavin, who was going into the sixth grade, and he said, uh, Gavin's scared to death. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. Like, hearing this from a board member. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, it's just the, the music's so loud and, yeah. and all that stuff. Well, week after week, I saw Gavin getting more involved. And more comfortable. And more comfortable. So... I think it was the last night of summer nights. Um, I asked for a volunteer mm-hmm. to come up and do something in front of everybody. And Gavin volunteered. That's awesome. Uh, so I, we were able to see him and David after that. He was right. Like, oh Get comfortable yeah. and love it. Yeah. He was just, he was able to where I feel like if we wouldn't have made that transition through the summer. Right. I don't know how well it would have went. Or how quickly yeah. he would have felt comfortable. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Jeff, at the past couple of podcasts, we've been talking about this idea of one page and what Grace Church Mission and Vision is supposed to be about. And so we talked about core values. Can you tell me um, kind of how your ministry feeds into um, the life-giving relationship part of of the um, one page and the core values. Yeah, absolutely. So other than our small groups, which we already talked about, um, just that way for those adults to speak into the kids' lives, mm-hmm. we're actually launching a new program starting soon. We're still toying with it and figuring out what it's going to look like as a whole. But we're launching a program called Generational Buddies, yes. uh, which is going to provide that intentional place for our kids to connect with. Our goal is senior adults, um, sure. but really just other adults within the church. Um, our first push is going to be just postcard writing. So these kids can just have a, a buddy that they can write to and uh-huh. someone that can be praying for them. Um, but we're looking at some things like maybe all the guys go to a fishing trip and yes. there's this intentional place for our seniors to be ministering to our kids or maybe the women, I don't know, bake cookies or, um, just some other ways for our senior adults to really speak into the lives of our kids because, just in the conversations I've had with them, they have so much wisdom to share. Yes. But we don't really have a place for them to share that unless they want to teach a small group. And I know that's a lot of work. Right. So providing this place for them to do that, I think is going to really help really build these kids up. But then also I think it'll be really helpful for the senior adults as well. Well, that's one of the things I love about Grace Church is that we are a multi-generational church. We just have to the challenge of figuring out how to intentionally make those connections and things happen because we're not a small church where you're naturally going to do that. Exactly. Um, but you're right. They have a lot. I might need to sign up for a generational buddy because I'm sure there's some wisdom that I definitely need from people one, two, three steps ahead of me in life. So I love that idea. Um, Pastor Ray, can you tell me um, just how you guys in GSM, how you feed into the core value of also of life-giving relationships? Uh, well, and, and that happens a lot through our uh, through our small group leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who could also be considered generational buddies in a sense. Sure. They are. They're uh, older. They're different yeah, generation for yeah. sure. Um, but just, just uh, I was having a conversation with a small group leader the other day and, and uh, where this small group leader uh, kind of works both ways, uh, where not only did this small group leader text a former student who's graduated and went on to college mm-hmm. now uh, to say, hey, we hope, we hope you're doing great. We hope things are going great at college. But um, there was an instance where this student texted the small group leader. Mm-hmm. So not only was the small group leader generational buddy, life giving life uh, to them, but that, right. that person's giving it back. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's awesome. Um, we, we build relationships, uh, again, through our small group leaders by them showing up at extracurricular, extracurricular activities. Uh, I like to call it turf. Uh, I, I love sports, uh, but I think we can we can say turf could also be the auditorium at Central High School. Yeah, just a uh, general interest yeah, in them as a where, person. Where you spend a lot of your time. Students um, are we we have the opportunity to minister to them for about thirty hours a year. Yeah, uh, which is really eye opening. Yes, but if we go to them where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had small group leaders go to students' workplace when they couldn't be here on Wednesday night. So they'll just drop by there on their way home from work and say, hey, just want to know, you know we miss you tonight. And yeah. We're mm-hmm. praying for you and, and uh, just pouring uh, our life into them. Well, I love just from the other side of that generational thing, when I have come and watched in children's ministry or GSM, like I feel really encouraged about our future. Um, you know, I know sometimes they get bad raps about the next generation coming up, but I feel like I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing about the, the future leaders of the church. I, I feel encouraged. And so I know that the older generations that start pouring into the younger generations are also going to see how awesome um, people of God that those those kids and those teens are yes. and they'll be hopefully excited like I am about what what's the future of the church you know yeah. so um <clears throat> okay well really quick if you guys don't mind telling me something new or something that you're currently excited about that's happening in your ministry and we'll start with Pastor Ray so coming up in December is uh, something that we started a few years ago uh, December December 16th to be exact is uh, pancakes and PJs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of our uh, student Christmas party, uh, so to say. And uh, last year, uh, we started something new with that. Obviously, to describe pancakes and PJs, you just read the title. Right, like, right. That's everybody what wears is. their PJs. Uh, and we Daniel Kelly is the hero. Like, we have students literally come to us saying, can Mr. Daniel cook the pancakes this year? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just really good pancake chef. Uh, There's a but, talent about him I didn't know. Yes. He's got several, but that's one of them. But uh, so, so he does that, and we play some fun games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year, something really special happened, and an organization in the community uh, called the Shaq Mason Foundation. Uh, Shaq Mason is a – guy that grew up here in Columbia, Mm -hmm. uh, played football at Columbia Central, and um, now plays in the NFL. Uh, So every year he picks an elementary school here in the community, and he buys Christmas for every student in that community, and then at school, sorry. And uh, so last year we had the opportunity that all of Shaq's family and everybody came. Shaq wasn't able to be here. That would be really cool if he was. But 
we actually partnered with Grace Kids mm-hmm. and still did PJ. Everybody wore their PJs. We had pancakes. Right. But in our time uh, where we would have done a game or whatever, uh, we wrapped those gifts. It's awesome. Uh, so we're talking about three or 400 students um, that are getting gifts, and we wrap the gifts and, and uh, uh, just put them, organized them, got them ready to go out to the school system. So that is something I'm super excited about, December 16th at 6 p.m. So will they be wrapping gifts again this year for the Shack Mason Foundation? As far as I know. Okay, uh, that's awesome. Yes, yes, as far as I know. that's I, It's funny now, I, I never knew Shaq's mom, mm-hmm. uh, super sweet lady, uh, but now, like, if I see her in public, she's like, you, y'all better be ready. We're coming back to see y'all That's again awesome. this year. Yeah. And uh, so we're ready. I know Grace Kids is uh, ready. So it's, yeah. it's so on the same night, Grace Kids also have some kind of Christmas. Yes, pancakes and PJs. I think we all, it's like a. We're doing it. Yeah. All right, Pastor Jeff, can you tell me something new or something you're currently excited about that's going on in your ministry? So other than our generational buddies, um, I started this idea um, just to kind of make things easier for our kids, I kind of color coordinated everything. Mm-hmm. So all our classrooms are already color coordinated. So that was easy. Yes. So when kids come in, if they're in kindergarten, they get a red sticker and then there's red feet on the ground that take them around the corner to the red room, which is their classroom. I have seen the feet. I just, wondered. It so. makes everything easier for everyone. <laughs> um, but one of the things we've also started is our small groups within our, uh, first through fifth graders. Those are all different colors. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, started, I think we're calling it small group growth games, uh-huh. but essentially we have, uh, some containers on a wall that, uh, Philip built for me that just have a clear front. And whenever one of the kids comes in, they get a ping pong ball. That's their color. Mm-hmm. And then they get to go put it in their container. And the first one to get to the top, which I think I did the math. It's like a thousand ping pong balls. Wow. Um, they, like their small group gets uh, a pizza party, an ice cream party. Yes. It's kind of up to them at this point because there's a lot of work they need to do to get there. But there's also some other ways that they can earn ping pong balls, whether it's they know their memory verse, you get three. If uh, you bring a friend that I've never seen before, you get five. Mm-hmm. Or if you did the handout from last week, you get some more. Um, I'll post weekly videos on Facebook, and there's a code word in there. If you watch it and tell me the code word, you get another three. And it's crazy the amount of kids who they'll bring their Bible, they'll know their memory verse, they'll have three friends with them, they all know the code words, and they all did their handouts. And so I'm literally handing out like 20 or 30 ping pong balls to these kids. Like I need to start getting little bags for them. Yeah, no, it's serious So that they business. can start taking their ping pong balls to the ping pong wall. Right. Where they dump them in. And I will say, your girls are killing it. Or <laughs> well, Emily's killing it. I, that's what I was saying. It's serious business because it's like, we had to go home one day because we forgot the Bible and we were already, <laughs> we, we had enough time. Otherwise it would have been like, no, but we were here early. And so we had time. So we had to go home and get the Bible because it was that important. And she wants to know her memory verse. And so I will She's say, the only one that did the handout, the take home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she's super serious about it. And she, you know, that's why I said it's serious business. She, she wants to win for yeah, sure. But it's a great way for our kids to continue to dig in the Bible, doing their handouts right. yes. and, getting used to bringing their Bible to church, yeah. but then inviting friends and bringing them into the love yeah. of God and all these things. So yeah. I think it's, it's just a great way for them to grow together. So they think it's a competition and we're, you're secretly, well, not secretly, not so secretly, but you're also getting them to 
do things oh, that yeah. is good discipleship and absolutely and, yep. and good habits to have. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so both so much for joining us and thank you thank for you. your teams because what you guys do and what your teams do are invaluable. So thank you so much for stopping in today and just what you do in and out every single day with um, the next generations that are coming up. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, and I want all of my listeners to know that God's grace is sufficient for you.